Welcome to the Hunt Harder Coaches Corner Show, where we will hit you with both facts and our opinions on a variety of different topics that pop up in our hunting performance world. These shows are designed to be short and to the point so you can listen quick, retain the info, and add some tools to your tool belt. Enjoy the show. All right, Mike and me here again. We're, uh, got an interesting topic today. You know, I've noticed, uh, you know, being an outfitter, being hunting in most of my life that uh, hunters out there, they call themselves uh, or they say they're not gym guys or they're not gym goers. And so we're going to kind of break down that whole idea of that here. So, Mike. All right. So I am going to ask Bubba, being Bubba will be the fitness professional. I'll be not the gym guy. And we're going to kind of just go through a little um, sequence over the course of it's what end of March now, so Bubs, and if, if I'm not a gym guy and I am, but I've got passion for hunting and I know that every year that I go out and I get my butt kicked by these mountains, um, where, where do I start? What what advice would you give for someone that hasn't been hasn't been working out? And I finished up last hunting season, uh, let's just say in December, and you know whatever I'm five foot eleven, I'm two hundred fifteen pounds, I haven't worked out, I got a tight low back. Um, and I'm apparently healthy. So all that, there needs to be a, a lot of assumptions there, but what would you say to that individual? So I would first want to know why they, they feel like they're not a gym person or gym guy. Um, you know, it, typically it might mean that they don't like the atmosphere that a gym, maybe a commercial gym has. Um, you know, so I would say, all right, what, let's identify what, what do you mean by that first of all? Uh, second of all, you know, me being a, a strength and conditioning practitioner, I would say, all right, we always got to start out with all these different questions. Uh, you know, what, what kind of hunt are you doing? Um, you know, what are, what are the demands of the hunt? Obviously, are there any injuries involved in there? But even probably even before that, I want to kind of dig in and see like, all right, what is it is, are they not a gym person because of what, what reason behind that is? Or well, what's the reason let's, behind Let's that? just fill in the blanks as we go then. Okay. So if I'm not a gym guy and I say, look, I don't I got a million different excuses and I can throw out every single one of them, but I'm not going to the gym. I don't have enough time. I got two kids, wife, and I volunteer for, you know, whatever, youth sports. And But I've got um, some bands in the basement. I got a big old round ball. I think you guys call them stability balls and a treadmill. Um, that that's That's what I can do. And I can get up an hour early before work, and let's just say that I'm going to get out of the rack at quarter or five, and I can commit till 6 a.m. to do that. So that's why I'm not a gym guy. I don't like yeah. the gym scene. I don't like the big box thing. I don't have the time to spend in the gym for an hour, um, and that's going to lead into a two-hour piece of my day. So that said, you know, break it down. Got it. All right. So I guess the next – okay, we've identified that part. And then the next thing would be, all right, do you feel like fitness is important to, to your, you know, hunting? I, not only do I feel it's important, I know it's important because every time I get out in the mountains, my legs are screaming after the first couple hills, not mountains, but first couple hills. And I feel like I'm breathing too hard and my pack feels heavy and my back feels tight and I'm not as good as I was 10 years ago. Okay. So, wh- so why haven't you, or are you doing anything outside of that to prepare physically for the hunt right now yeah i just say that i've been doing a little stretching and i plan on watching some youtube videos and okay. i got on the treadmill twice last year with a pack on all right so you're not doing a damn thing okay so all right so 
the, the first thing I would say is that's fine. That's actually, you know, you have plenty of the, the necessary, actually you don't really need any equipment. Uh, you know, some, there are some pieces of equipment I may recommend like a barbell, maybe a kettlebell and some dumbbells. But you know, if you have a backpack, if you have a treadmill, if you have some bands, and that's all you have right now, there's definitely some things that we can uh, do just with those pieces of equipment. Along with body weight movements, um, you know, I may start you at between two and three days a week with some resistance training. And obviously the treadmill, if you're a Western hunter, uh, that'll be beneficial uh, as far as getting your cardiovascular endurance uh, up for, you know, an elk hunt or whatever hunts that you have coming up to build that system up. Right, so that said, you know, what would be your general recommendation for Joe Schmo, not fitness guy or, or not gym guy, you know, as far as your cardiovascular flexibility, a strength piece, um, knowing what little you know about me. And, you know, you'd say, well, here's kind of my general approach. This is the way I would break it down. And, I, you know, you, whatever. Let's just say I have an hour a day, six days a week. So the first thing is is building in some kind of a warm-up, right? So... Uh, you know, starting with maybe some slow walking on the treadmill, maybe at a little bit of an incline. After that, there's certain uh, movements within the warm up. Maybe we have you do some bodyweight squats, uh, certain stretches like quad stretches, uh, you know, leg cradles that hit the legs, uh, some, some stretches with your arms and things like that, some rotational work. And then moving into um, the cardiovascular, maybe a treadmill workout that day for 20 to 30 minutes. Maybe we do some intervals. Uh, but we also might do some uh, slow, steady stuff, maybe at a little bit of an incline. Um, uh, and then also jumping into some, some weight training maybe after that. So maybe you have, let's say you have 30 to 45 minutes to do this or an hour. I'm going to take, uh, build that program where there's maybe five to 10 minutes, uh, five to 10 minutes of a warm up, and then move it into some kind of endurance interval type work. And then lastly, moving into some, uh, some resistance. Type work. So if we've got a coat hanger in our basement that looks a lot like a treadmill, <laughs> we take the clothes off first. And if you wanted to go bare minimum equipment, home fitness stuff, like low ball, super cheap, I can only do calisthenics and stuff, what would you recommend? Uh, definitely bands would be in there. You know, so ankle bands, the, the type of bands that you put around your ankles or even we use them for uh, things like squats, put them above the knees. Um, bands with handles on them. Um, and then, you know, you, you said you already had a treadmill, but the other type of equipment, if you can, right now they're not super cheap, but it would be a kettlebell. Uh, there's just a, a number of things that you can do. It's just one kettlebell and that could be anywhere from 30 to 50 pounds. All right. So let's fast forward six weeks and I've mastered your menu of exercises and now I'm ready to take it up. And let's just say it's coming around on summertime and I'm probably shooting my bow and cleaning my guns. So what, okay, so let's call this level two, week six through 12. What, where, where are we going? So there's a number of different ways you can do this. So one way is to increase the intensity. So meaning we can increase the intensity through loading. Um, we can also increase volume. So the actual amount of work that you're doing within the workout. And another thing that we can do because it might be a little bit nicer out is actually get out and hike a little bit more and do some things outside, maybe even throwing in some archery shooting, some maybe throwing some shooting in if you're at a range that allows that, um, you know, incorporating some more specificity into the workouts um, as opposed to maybe just being in your basement, cranking out some push-ups, sit-ups, squats, things like that. 
But once you move on to the next level, once you've developed some work capacity in your body, now you can handle more intensity. Now you can handle a little bit more volume, uh, but you want to you want to make sure that you're not overdoing it as well because we're trying to prepare for the hunt that you have coming up. The last thing you want to do is injure yourself. So so we're getting a little more intense and we're doing a little more volume. We're running a little farther, maybe throwing a pack on at this point, and summer's coming around. So before we go on to our next phase here, so what do you think about if if I jump on the internet and I find out a workout here and it sounds like it's just banging and it has me run eight quarter miles in 90 seconds with a 90 second rest interval and do 8 million push-ups followed by 4 million burpees and it makes me throw up all day long just because those workouts are out there and you know just kind of give me your reaction to those i would say sure try it try it once (laughs) maybe it's an assessment (laughs) but i can only do eight burpees right so (laughs) i i think with that you know you have to develop some self-awareness so if if you're doing uh, as far as the risk goes right so if you're doing if you go from doing you know more slow movements to more fast movements more plyometric movements like uh, hopping skipping jumping sprinting type things that's typically where acute injuries happen where you get a muscle pull muscle strain ligament pull tear Mm -hmm, that kind of stuff mm -hmm. you know so that's where you know if you've already been doing some of that stuff that's a little bit more okay but if you've gone from you know doing let's just call it 30 to 60 minutes of you know uh i'll just call it in medium volume and intensity type training to okay i'm going to do a five hour boot camp you know david goggins like mental toughness exercise type thing um that's fine if it's a mental extra if that's the whole point of it um and i completely see the reason for doing that sometimes but if you injure yourself, you can't now do what you want to do, right? right. So, so you derailed yourself at that point. And exactly. it's just, it's kind of ill-advised is what <laughs> you're, what I'm right. hearing. Okay, so and I just want to back up to your kettlebell. Give me, give me your kettlebell. So I, I buy this, whatever, let's just say 12 kilo or 8 kilo kettlebell. What are, what are your go-to? Give me your top three kettlebell exercises for at home. Sure. So goblet squats are going to be probably on the top, uh, top two for sure, and then kettlebell swings. And then we have a press, a single arm kettlebell press. And then we have, uh, we can do deadlifts with them and snatches. Those are the top ones that, that I like to do personally and the, the type that I like to, to work with on my clients. And, and actually, not to mention the number one, which I would consider Turkish getup being probably, if you were to have one exercise with one piece of equipment on earth, learning how to do a Turkish getup would be number one because there are so many different movements involved in that one exercise or movement, if you want to call it, that you get a rotational movement, stability movement. You have to have a certain amount of mobility just to do the exercise properly. Um, you, you incorporate the upper body and lower body as well. Okay, perfect. Okay, so now that elk season is upon us and it's September 1st or 2nd, whatever it is, what and you know whatever let's just say that you're going to hunt a couple days a week and underload and we've got to get ourselves through the season how do you or what comes to mind for someone that wants to go through let's just say he's going to go through elk season he or she i don't care um you know what 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 does that workout look like so you know just as far as a standalone hey if you're going to do anything and you got a little time between your hunts mm-hmm. do do this stuff yeah so western hunt rigorous elk hunting in the mountains between 8 and 11,000 feet and let's say i'm just kind of piggybacking on what you just said yep 
Uh, first of all, you know, one thing, and I'm going to go kind of broad here. Um, so with hunting or hunters, I think it's important to train yourself like, you know, train yourself or treat yourself like a professional. So what do professional athletes do? What do professional strength and conditioning coaches do to prepare their athletes for an event or a game or a season? Well, there's a tapering process. So you're essentially, you know, cranking up the volume and maybe you start tapering off the volume, but you know, between two and three weeks before your hunt that that means decreasing the reps and load not a lot but just a little bit maybe um, one way to, to see if you're in an overtrained or overreaching state is your resting heart rate that's something you could take in the morning um, and maybe even get in the habit of that because if your heart rates your resting heart rates going out that typically means you're pushing yourself a little bit too hard so some kind of a tapering process and then once the season gets there uh, the training that you're going to be doing within, let's say you're on a six day or, you know, even if it's a couple days a week type thing, it's going to, the, the training you do during hunting season is going to completely depend on how hard you're going during your hunt. So if you do a 15 mile, you know, timberline, crazy, hard, you know, deal, you're going to want to focus on recovery more than you're not going to want to work out at all, actually. Um, because then you risk, you know, hurting yourself or injuring yourself. So now if you have, uh, let's say you go out for a weekend, you, you were unsuccessful, but you put in a ton of miles. Um, you have five days or four days in between when you go out again. So what I would say is, you know, by putting that many miles in, you're focusing on recovery. And let's say you went on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday gets here. I want you stretching, mobilizing. Maybe you can get into some cold plunging. Uh, your nutrition, as far as uh, your macro breakdown, we're not going to get super specific with that. But you want to you want to take a uh, integrated approach and look at the big picture when you're trying to recover. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah. No, I. You know what? I think that's money all day long. Um... Hope you guys enjoyed that short segment. I ended up having to uh, decided to cut it into a couple of different parts there. Um, I'll be uh, publishing the the second half of that small segment. Uh, we do want to keep those between 15, 20 minutes and we got a little carried away and uh, I think we ended up closer to 30 minutes on that one. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you guys want to take a, a look at our Instagram page, uh, got that up and going hunt underscore harder. Um, we'll have, we got a Facebook page up. We haven't really put anything on it yet. Uh, we have website coming, we have programs coming, so stay tuned and yeah, reach out if you guys have any questions. Take care.